You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. This is episode 110. Star Trek A New Hope. Yeah, we didn't fuck that up. That was on purpose. The Sci Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience. That means uh, you ought to not have kids listen to it and basically be responsible. Apparently, there is a new documentary on Netflix called Chaos on the Bridge, which is about the early years of Next Generation. I've never heard of this movie. It's an hour-long documentary. I I saw it up there. I could not convince the wife to watch it. So uh... I've heard good things about it as far as if you want to get the dirt on seasons one and two of TNG. So... uh... I, I, I've heard enough good reviews. I, I just today added it to my list of things to do. Watch Chaos on the Bridge. So I just figured I would throw it out there since we were doing a Star Trek yeah. episode. I was like, hey, Chaos on the Bridge. Watch Has it. Has anyone Maybe. watched it? I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's good. But I just mm-hmm. found out about it today. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to the Cyberdelity Podcast. <laughs> this is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Steve. This is Brian. So, uh, yeah, there was Roddenberry maintained his genius for finding really good actors with the creation of the next generation, or at least actors that would deliver entertaining uh, an entertaining show. You can debate whether or not Shatner is a good actor, but he's brilliant at playing Captain Kirk, which is all he needs to be for the show. Uh, um, I think he sort of defined Captain Kirk. Yes. Because what that Kirk was wasn't on the script. Yes. Well, whatever it is, the point is he sold it. It it became the Kirk and Spock and, to some degree, McCoy show based on the strength of his performance. Um, And I think think Roddenberry did a good job of picking the actors for Next Generation. Similarly, Patrick Stewart, Brent Spiner, Jonathan Frakes, they're all really good and interesting people uh, who can take even bad scripts and make them pretty darn watchable. I think after I, I'm not sure if Roddenberry had a lot of good contributions to Star Trek: The Next Generation after that, though. I I kind of struggle to find good things Roddenberry was responsible for in TNG. Beyond that point, <laughs> I do think he was a little too beholden to the original Star Trek, and that almost kept me from watching Next Generation. As a matter of fact, I dropped out and then came back towards the end of the second season. And then I've since then gone back and rewatched all the episodes that I didn't see. But when the show was first on, I dropped out of the show. Because I'm like, alright, this is just original Star Trek, and I'm not really interested in watching that. Well, I was okay with it because I liked it original it was first Star airing. Trek. You dropped out when second season? I dropped out towards the beginning of the second season, and I came back towards yeah. the end. That's because you didn't like Pulaski. That's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She's like, you know yeah. what? No, let's let's mean, so was, she was just female bones. <laughs> well, not entirely. She was just bones with tits. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually, I didn't notice it so much at the time. I felt that she, her, when she picked on Data, it wasn't the same as as McCoy picking on Spock. McCoy and Spock were in a constant state of warfare as far as how they picked on each other all the time. Data comes off as kind of this innocent little Disney character Pinocchio thing, and Pulaski picking on him did not recreate that dynamic. It just made P- Pulaski look like a bit of an asshole. Exactly. So, <laughs> this is what Bones uh, is. An well, asshole. But, but Bones picked on picking on Spock, Spock slams McCoy just as often and just as hard. And it's clearly a thing they do together. Uh, you know, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You know, data was always kind of like, why did you just tell me I'm full of shit? So <laughs> no, no, no. And, That's the thing about data. Data never, they didn't take the bait. Right. She would just like, I think I just saw cause BBC America replays the episodes. The one where there's that hole in space where was it? I want to say Nagini, but that's the, uh, Nagilum, Nagilum. Yeah. Nagilum, right? Where they yes. go in there and they're stuck and they're like, Oh, we need to get out of here. And like she says, Hey, data magnify like by a thousand. And he does it and the screen doesn't change and magnify it by 10,000. Screen doesn't change. And she goes, doesn't even know how to do this. And he was like, he didn't say shit. He just let, he let Picard say, uh, Commander Data is very good at his job. With that little implied bitch at the end of it, so yes. you know, Commander Data knows exactly what he's doing. You fucking you know, bitch. Mind I'm, gonna, your tone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out based on what you just said, Patrick. But one of my favorite visual gags in all of television and film history <laughs> is when Q turns Beverly Crusher into a barking dog. And I was like, <laughs> nice. He just called that woman a bitch. <laughs> Well played. Well played. <laughs> the, the censors let that one go through, huh? <laughs> I'm like, wow. That was oh, as wow. impressive when Loki called Black Widow a mewling quim. I was like, wow. Well, you guys are just slipping shit through. <laughs> Picard says uh, shit in French a couple of times, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, and they let that go. Nailed. So. <laughs> but it's a different, it's a different language, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Probably assumed it was Klingon or something. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you took high school French and then you're like, ooh. <laughs> Oh, potty Which mouth I there. did. Uh, <laughs> Which I did. Yes. So, yes, I am looking forward to checking out Chaos on the Bridge at some point in the next few months. I, I do want to get to that. Uh, I, I think I have more affection for season one of TNG than most people do. But Yeah, because I, I have none. none yeah, no, I, I've, that's kind of the feeling I pick up for most people. I like some of the big ideas Roddenberry was throwing around in there. Um, admittedly, it sometimes turns into a, a preaching kind of – uh, knowledge is power, or you know, not knowing is half the battle, kind of thing. Uh, often, but I like the big ideas. So, I do kind of like. Was it the naked now? I do like that, and I recognize that it's very much <laughs> a remake of an of a Star Trek episode. But I kind of liked it. 
Yeah. In the in the first one, everyone's in, in the original series version, everyone's inhibitions are removed and you get to see all their repressed personality quirks come flowing out to the fore. In the next generation verse, uh, next generation version, everyone's inhibitions are removed and everyone just lets all their libido out and runs around having sex. Because <laughs> so, that's what happens. In the, in the future. Yeah. When Kirk is not around, there's less fucking. Yes. <laughs> That's what I got. And yeah. then the repression came out and they were like, I gotta fuck. I haven't fucked in 80 years. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that maybe it's just like, oh, well, you know what? I gotta fuck something real because I've just been fucking the shit out of the holodeck and it's just not the same. So, yeah. well, hologram has Tashi, no friction. Explain so. Tashi Yar. <laughs> Uh, she, Damn, she was still fucking something not real. <laughs> uh, mm, so here's the thing. I don't think that the holodeck holograms can go as long as data can, is all I'm saying. Just, <laughs> just put that out there and we'll walk They're away. They're all oh, no. not real. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Michael. Mr. Data is very real. He's fully functional. <laughs> fully. He's fully he functional. Fun- there you go. Fully functional. He, he, he is, yes. he is real. It's just a question of a real what. Is he a real man? No, but he is real. You know, Holy he's a real something the else. The other thing about data is data ain't ever, ever gonna forget what you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And he never... will do it the same way every That's single right. time. None of this. <laughs> I don't know how I did it last time. No, you know exactly how you did it last time. And I want you to do it again. <laughs> Data's never going to get bored you know that and rush through thing it. You did. I need you yeah. to do the swirl exactly the same way you did it last time. Done and done. I wrote a program for that. <laughs> data, data knows it's more precisely what's happening than you do. And, and can you so. just keep that tongue moving like that for about half an hour? Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, a little bit softer than that. Oh, you mean twelve point seven grams? Done. <laughs> oh no! You like twelve point six five? I can do that too. Bam! How you like that? Mm. How are you even talking in... while doing this? <laughs> I have a speaker in the back of my throat. I don't use my tongue for talking at all. I feel like we're all just admitting our subtle inadequacies. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Data's arm is never going to get tired. Yeah. <laughs> He's never going to get a crick in his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Data's never going to be like, my tongue is dry. I need to. I need to. Never going to have a, a painful leg cramp at an inopportune moment. <laughs> Data's never going to be like, uh, so what about me? Is it my turn yet? No. No. Uh, Data's never going to say, get off me, get off me right now. This hurts. <laughs> Data's never going to say, that's an exit only. What the hell do you think you're doing? Not without my permission. Oh, God. Ah, all right. You know what? I'm not even going to say that because that's just going to come back to haunt me. Ah, so do you oh, think there's, gonna... there's many a joke I didn't make because it was way too telling. Yeah. Like, Data all is right, self-lubricating. Only so far. <laughs> So you think we're going to get this this same type of, I don't know, fodder for humor in the new Star Trek series that's coming out? I I think they will be fun. I I really have all they will be. All right. So I don't know much about the new the new series coming out in 2017. 
But the one thing that I do know, everybody keeps saying, I'll love it if it's like the, the series was before the movies. But you have to keep in mind that the new series is being executive produced by the people who made the movies. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not going to be like the old shows. It's going to be like the movies. Yes. So, but do you uh, well, think- sort of with a caveat. <laughs> it's not going to be exactly like the movies. Well, no, it's what, not going to be yeah. exactly like the because movies. Because they don't they have the can, budget. For yeah, one. they <laughs> cannot afford the, 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 the movies. Players. The yeah the the but the the JJ's movie JJ's Star Trek movies are driven primarily by action set pieces with um a little uh, with plot and and gags and and witty repartee uh, stringing uh, holding it all together. Um, they cannot afford to do a TV show where action set pieces are the driving thrust. They are going to be forced to have stories that are focused on either character. Or plot, um, in some fashion, because they can't afford to make them like the movies. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what Brian is doing. He's fooling his brain into thinking you have to do it my way. No, no, you no. Don't it have could be terrible. <laughs> no, no, it could be terrible. I mean, it could be like fucking Clone Wars, which is very plot driven. Oh but, my god, but is boring <laughs> as hell. So you any know, chance, any chance that, that's there's something wrong with you, Brian. There's just something I, wrong I, with you your head. I'm you not saying what? it's going to you know be what? good. I'm just saying it's not going to be it's only going to be loosely similar to those big screen movies absolutely right it could be boring it could be dry as fuck it could be like watching an episode of doctor who he's absolutely right (laughs) it could be like bad doctor who i don't think it's going to be like good doctor who but it could be like bad doctor who yeah uh, honestly, I don't think it's ever going to be. It, it, they'll have enough budget that it's never going to look like Doctor uh, Who. Brian, when yeah. someone throws down a gauntlet, could you at least acknowledge that the gauntlet <laughs> was thrown down and not just move on like it didn't just happen? I just threw that in the gauntlet, motherfucker. <laughs> no, he he took the high road like you were Doctor Pulaski. He's like, you know what? I'm not even going to dignify that. Actually, uh, I only can I only contain a microscopic amount of shit. I'm not full at all. <laughs> Shit. So okay. So are we thinking it's still gonna? Is this just gonna be like a reboot of the original Star Trek? Have, or are stick with you know. I I am guessing because first of all, it's not the entire production team. It's just Alex Kurtzman, but he is one of the four big guys in JJ's Star Trek films. So true. He, he is. He's twenty five percent of those films, essentially. In my mind, and Brian is is. Well, what about the lens flare man? Uh, JJ is, I think he's like, you know, co-producing it like he does with Alias and all those other TV yeah. shows. But yeah, yeah, right. But did they give him a flashlight and and some prime <laughs> lenses and say, "Look, we need you to sexy this TV show I up"? I need you to just randomly cause... run on the set and just throw the lights around. <laughs> I suspect there will be some lens flare just because they want it to look like those movies. Um, so there'll probably be some lens flare. I did love the fact that JJ admitted his wife fucking hates lens flare. Would it be enough <laughs> that for them amazing. to put it like in yeah, the title my wife sequence looked at those Star Trek and then like movies never and do it again? Because I would be good with that. Yeah. Actually, can can we all just admit something? If there's lens flare in the opening title sequence and it never, ever shows up again, wouldn't we all love the visual in joke? I think I would personally <laughs> love that. I'd be like, good on you, JJ, for acknowledging that you fucked up. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope there's not a bunch of lens flare, but I'm guessing there will be. And in fact, I'm some of I'm, I'm even a little worried that they'll just start throwing it around even more randomly to make it oh. feel like the movies. Which, uh... huh? Actually, you you were talking about the budget. Maybe that's why in the movies. The, you know, everywhere but the bridge look like, you know, some rundown old fucking warehouse. Maybe that's why. So they can cut down on production costs. <laughs> no, well, what are we doing here? Oh, this is where we keep all of our loosely connected pipes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a warp core. No. You couldn't tell? Yeah, don't worry about it. When that was I watched, how JJ wanted it to look. <laughs> Believe yeah, it or not, I watched that the, was the original. Look. When a I lot watched of my the beef o- comes with the way JJ wanted it to look. Yeah. When I watch the original J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, it kind of feels like the bridge is the Apple store in a rundown <laughs> ghetto mall. It's, I, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's the knockoff Apple store. It's the Apple store in just a shitty mall. It's, it's the knockoff Apple beer. store. Oh, it's, it's got a get big off the group up in the basement. There's just stains on the wall. There's just like puddles and shit and mice running around and roaches. So, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Upstairs. That's where, that's where people with money go. That not, yeah. not down here. This is, this is for yeah. the grunts. I guess the downside is I think they're going to make it as much like those movies as they can. The upside is they can't afford to not do something with either plot or character. They're going to have to fill up those 41 minutes somehow or other. And well, it's going to have to be different storytelling method. I mean, yeah. Obviously. So but what if they do a uh, persistent storyline instead of a full reset every time? So like Babylon 5? Perhaps. Okay. Or a new BSG. I'm, I'm just uh, yeah, trying to another think. One. Okay. That would be good. I'd be okay mm-hmm. with that as long as it's good. Um, I right, mean, I ultimately don't care, but they're <laughs> Star Trek, <laughs> what the Star fuck, Trek man? hasn't done that. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. DS Nine played with it. There were some pretty big arcs in DS Nine that were like that. Yeah, there were big arcs in yeah. DS Nine. Yeah, yeah. like whole chunks of the season that were all just this running mm-hmm. storyline. So yeah, I mean the first six episodes of was it season six or season seven where it was about well, them taking back the uh, the 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 station the, the station. Brian that says seven? that that isn't actually Star Trek. <laughs> Why, why, why are you trying to set me off? <laughs> <laughs> On a purely technical level, I, I fully, I, uh, DS9 oh, Brian, is my second up. favorite don't, don't show. Just stop. <laughs> Brian, don't <laughs> do what he's hoping you do. He threw down the gauntlet and you jumped down my throat for not mm. picking the gauntlet up. So right, I'm going to pick that fucker fair. up. Yeah, so, that is fair. So, you yeah, yeah, he's trying, don't to, he's trying anywhere. to start a war between the two of us. It's Star Trek. I would never not do Star that. Trek that. Not I, Star Trek. I directly attack someone, whereas he just kind of started a war between two other nations. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian. Michael said you were stupid and you can't read good. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Um, <laughs> wow. we gonna, oh, yeah. Story, fucking story arcs. Long story arcs. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't say. Okay. General question. Do you, do you guys General like question. or dislike, you know, the, the episodic or, the uh, the one off storyline, but I think it's I, hard to say. Yeah, 
I, I, I see the benefits of both, but I definitely, and you know this about me. I've said this several times on the show. I have a huge preference towards the episodic. I love one of my favorite things about Farscape is every season is basically a book and each episode is just a chapter in that book. So I have a huge preference towards that, but that doesn't mean that I hate the one-offs because I love Star Trek Next Generation and that shows all about the one-off episode. Yeah. So it's not that I don't think I can enjoy, I can enjoy both, but I have a preference towards episodic yeah i'm pretty you know, in agreement I know, with yeah. you, you when i look at my favorite tv it's like the walking dead is persistent storyline and uh you know 24 was really engaging yeah. and each season was a new day a new story but mm-hmm. in that same world and uh persistent storyline the most compelling is a persistent storyline i think that's not to say I didn't enjoy the shit out of TNG. Yeah. I would prefer something like DS9 that has the freedom to do a... If they want to do a four-parter, they do a four-parter. If they want to do a one-parter, they do a one-parter. Uh, if they want to have a a, a, a storyline that is occasionally interrupted with one-parters, I, I would prefer the, something flexible and diff- where you don't... You know, it, it's, they trade it up and it's not just stuck to a format. Because, like, season... Three of Enterprise tried to do one big, huge super story, and it just kind of felt like they didn't have enough material to s- s- sustain an entire season. How do you um, not read Marvel comic books, Brian? Because what you just described was every Marvel comic book ever put out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just never been that much of a fan of comics. It's the medium, not the the, the character. I, I I'm collecting all the X Men movies, so I, 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 I believe I what you, Brian is saying is he don't read good. I, I hate you, Brian. I hate you, Brian, so much. <laughs> you know, go, and you huh? don't read good. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the record, Michael, I, I know how you feel, but uh, this is for an audience, so I have to put it out there so that you can say how you feel without being like, hey, everybody, it's all about me now. I like this. I like this, and what you oh, like is oh, shit. So, so what you're saying is you set me up. You set me up, motherfucker. I did. I did. You know what? I ain't sorry. I'd do it again. <laughs> I'll do it next week. <laughs> Tune in next week when we antagonize Michael again for absolutely no reason. <laughs> that is kind of the subtext of this whole podcast. Oh, you know you like it. <laughs> That's what all of How the abusers in your a, life an say, right? Title, I don't know. <laughs> you know um, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. I was going to ask, um, getting back to a topic that's not Michael related. Um, <laughs> what? The, the, um, they, they, they have stated it will not be directly connected with the film franchise. They're, they're not, uh, which it, it, at minimum means they're not going to star the heroes from the film franchise, which makes sense. They can't afford that kind of cast. Um, uh, it might be, some have taken it to th- mean that it's going to be in a whole nother timeline. I think it won't be. It won't be. I, I think they're going to build on what they've got. But I am curious as to what, what the premise will be. Uh, is it going to be another, a different crew in a starship? Is it going to be the JJ version of the next generation with a recasting of Picard and Riker and Data? Uh, um, is no it, way God, would I would they hate do that. that. There's no I would way burn they that would show do to the that. Ground. 
They Why did not? it once. <laughs> that's what that's what Star Trek the Next Generation was. It was a continuation of the successful movie series. No, what he's saying that's is ex- like a reboot of TNG, but in the no, new no, but, timeline. But that's what I'm saying. The original TNG was brought about because of the success of the movies. So I don't know why the new series couldn't be exactly the same thing. It just uh, would be a reboot of it. No, what, I'm not and saying it would it's be, not technically possible. They could physically do it. I'm just saying it doesn't make any fucking sense to do that. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. If someone had described to you what Star Trek and Star Trek in the Darkness was going to be before the movies came out... Would you have said that they were going to do that? Or would you have said there's no fucking way they're going to do that? I have no idea. I think it's likely that a lot of people would have, if you had described to them what the new Star Trek movie was going to be before it came out, they would be like, no, hell no, they would never do that. Well, (laughs) that's just like your opinion, Mm -hmm. man. The the premise of we're going, you know, what happens if the timeline changes and this is what, this is Kirk's in a different timeline. There's nothing wrong with that premise. It was the execution that I, that, you know, I didn't like, which is, ooh, look, it's all explosions and, you know, whiz bang and, and no Roddenberry. So, you know, I mean, but what I'm saying, what I heard is they're going to do another show that has Picard and Data and a Worf and a Tasha and a Crusher and a whatever. And that, which is just like a shameless reboot in a different continuity, and that that, that no, no, no. I, I I wasn't the other one a shameless reboot in another continuity. Oh, what the original was wasn't the, into darkness the, or the one? Yeah, before well, that? I'm just saying, wasn't Star Trek the the first Abrams movie a shameless reboot in another continuity? I <laughs> yes, mean, those I exact like that words. As well. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Except, no, no, the difference, well, the difference there was, and we've been over this whole thing, they, at least they gave a reason, like a, a, well, they would have a reason, they would just say for that. Garbage fire? Yeah, no, the <laughs> fact that, uh, you know, someone from the original timeline f- went back in time and that changed everything, and that's, I mean, you know, that happens, that's like fucking, Mirror universe oh, yeah. stories, which nobody that has a problem happen, with. That shit uh, happened to me two weeks ago. <laughs> this, I don't even. If what you I was going to work. If what you're proposing I was a millionaire, happens, and then somebody came back and fucked this up for me, so that's why I'm here. Then so we're gonna know. end up on like uh, you know, <laughs> Enterprise on Infinite Earths kind of thing. That actually that would sounds, be awesome. No, wait, hold up, hold up. They've done that already. It was <laughs> called, it was the episode where Worf, it was called Parallels. Oh, yes. yes. They've done yes. that already. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Which bajor- was a great fucking episode, oh, by yes. the way. And had my favorite line, my, the, my favorite, the line I've last laughed hard at, hardest at in all Star Trek. The Bajoran ship has disengaged. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was hilarious, Brian. You are I'm right. Sorry, um, I laughed my head off. I'm sorry. Can you explain to me why that's funny? Please. <laughs> well, the Enterprise is being attacked by these Bajoran warships and getting its ass kicked, and they get to that spot where the weird spatial anomaly is, and suddenly two thousand Enterprises show up out of nowhere, and then they go to a commercial break, and they come back, and D- Data just matter of factly says in the background. The Bajoran ship has disengaged, and they never mention the Bajoran ship again. They just go on about the whole plot, but just the dry, del- offhand delivery. <laughs> and I you're think just thinking you what would- more context 
to that because when you just said it there, I was like, I've seen that episode like 15 times and I have no fucking clue what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> but Jordan Ship you know, is it's a lot more entertaining to be around Brian when you are Brian. He just <laughs> fucking slays me. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like I said, it's like all those conversations I used to have with other Doctor Who fans in the 90s. And he, he it's a one-upmanship of who knows the most obscure old continuity. And- <laughs> okay, I'm sorry so, you suck so bad, Brian. Really. When 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 does the uh when does the next uh JJ Trek although it's not JJ Trek cuz uh, the next JJ J- uh, yeah, well, yes. Uh, the 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 next new Trek uh, the next new Trek movie will be coming out uh late in 2016, I believe. Um okay. I'm guessing November, but I'd have to look it up. I think they've got a date nailed down for it, but um okay. and it was uh, I get the idea they were kind of crunched cuz they wanted to have something to come out for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, so they're like, "Get our asses in gear. Simon Pegg, you've got 3 weeks. Write us a script." Because <laughs> we just threw as... the old one out. So. Well, that's about as long as most movies. Some movies get. It's like, look, you got to be out in a year and a half, so make that shit work. But okay, so they're gonna have another. They're gonna have another new universe movie come out. This one, I'm told, is going to go back to the whole five year mission of exploring shit and not fucking around around Earth, right? Well, they were saying that before they threw out the script. (laughs) But Simon Pegg is writing it, and he is aware that it's the 50th anniversary, so I'm not sure what we're going to get. I thought (laughs) Simon Pegg was saying that we would go... He was... In his script, they were going back to the... All right. Well, maybe he has said some more about that that I missed. So I would love it if they do that. Bring it on, Pegg. (laughs) Let's get the hell away from Earth. So then the question is, with all of that information... What kind of – so it's, it's not going to be the Enterprise. It's not going to be Kirk and crew, right? So what kind of show is it going to be? Is it just going to be some other random ship on its own five-year mission? Is it going to be some ship that's staying close to Earth? Because or is it going to be like, you know, a, a band of brothers type thing where we're fighting Klingons now? And so, you know, this is actually just like – war in space like battle like bs new bsg but you know at least we have a home base to go back to like conjecture away boys yeah. um hope hmm. we get some more roddenberry style questing planet of the week planet of the week would be nice <laughs> because be it's fine. yeah we i wouldn't I don't want to, because literally at this point, I don't want to conjecture, because it could, at this point, literally not? be anything. I said conjecture away, conjecture. So, wait, wait, you know, uh, because you're too be- good to say, oh, I thought it was going to be this, and I was come back and tell you you was wrong. Look, we're going to do that anyway, Michael, because we're <laughs> shitty people. Well, no, no, what I was going to say was, I'd rather do what basically Brian and Steve just did, which is, I would, I'd like, I'll tell you what I would like it to be. Yeah. But mm. I, I can't tell you what I think it's actually going to be. I need well, more information. I didn't say pull yeah. out your crystal ball. I'm saying, just guess, just guess, just throw out an idea, spitball it. Yeah. I think what you described earlier would be, I, I would prefer to have, because I would prefer to have the episodic thing where it's one long story over a season. That's how I am. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have uh, exploration during that story. Yeah. But I mean, Far I, Escape, uh, 
they may have been a, a a lot of arc to Farscape, but you still had a very much of a planet of a week undercurrent to it. You know, yeah. you went to this week, we go here, we encounter this problem, we resolve or run away from this problem. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it hopefully has advanced one of the, the, the arc plot line that is holding the season together. Yeah. Um, whereas pretty much, yeah. Hey, uh, we're on this weird planet and Crichton is still crazy. Yes, yes, you know, we, whatever, we're, we have two Crichtons, you know, whatever, something like that is still carrying over. Um, right. that would be cool. I, I would, I would, I, I'm up for that. I'm up for really character driven stuff, like a lot of TV and sci fi has been these days, like Stargate Universe. I'm up for some real plot driven stuff, like Stargate, uh, SG1 was, um, or most classic Star Trek was pretty plot driven, especially TNG and TOS. Um, that either of those would be fun. I'm long, good. Long arcs, bad, short arcs. As long as it's good, I'm on board for it. Uh, can I make one request? Can we have less time travel? I'm not no. going to get into how much no. time yeah. travel was in what. No. I would just prefer yeah. there to be We're less gonna have of more. It. We're gonna I, have more, and you're gonna like it. Such a yap. Um, uh, they're probably. I, I, I would love for there not to be time travel, but just because they want. Uh, I think it's gonna be. They're gonna try to focus on the fun level, like the last two movies, and time travel is easily allows for that kind of fun level. The Star Trek movie oh. that most resembles the two JJs in tone is probably Star Trek Four. Well, what if <laughs> because- they do a story that's all about time travel, where the time travel doesn't matter? Because the story is told from the perspective of the Q. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I didn't think they would do that, but what if they did? If it was I, well done, I'd enjoy it. But here's I'm, the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. When it comes to Q, and this has always been my viewpoint, I would love to read or watch a story about the Q, but I don't want to watch or read a series about the Q. Yes. I have no interest in an ongoing story about the Q. Yes. I, I'd agree with I, that. I am, I am, I'm all for a one-off story about them, but as a series, they don't seem to be an interesting protagonist. I just, yeah. I would find it hard to give a shit after a while about literally a character that could literally do anything. Well, so I mean, maybe they're not the protagonist, but the story is still from their perspective. I so, mean, I, okay. I get your point, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would have trouble. You'd have to sell me. It, it would have to be a damn interesting story. I, I actually to don't see have to. <laughs> <laughs> and for uh, me, so, it would have to be a damn yeah. interesting story. See, I think for me, I prefer Q when they just show up for a one-off episode. He shows and, up, fucks some shit up, and then people leaves. have to respond to it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you could argue... The entire Borg arc, such as it existed in the show, was kicked off by a Q episode, and Q started that. But then he left. I assume yeah. you'd be okay with that. Yeah. Well, that's what he but was if, saying. But if every episode was Q starting some shit and walking away, I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I'm not playing this game I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, still- Michael, uh, question. Okay, so your episodic... Uh, your desire for an episodic show, right? And I'm thinking back on all the episodic shows that we've mm. had. Um, and so are you thinking something along the lines of Deep Space Nine? Because it can't, I, I'm thinking it can't be along the lines of all right. Stargate, Unigur- Stargate Universe or Farscape or um, 
new BSG because those type of character stories is something really traumatic happens and this person tries to deal with it and they're they don't deal with it very well like they don't Mm. like to say okay it happened and i got over it and i move on they they, these things linger Mm. but uh in a on a military post where you don't have you know some cataclysm where these are the only people you have access to you know, that guy that's got PTSD, you're like, you know what? Ship his ass home and send me another, you know, engineering chief or another, you know, ship's counselor or uh, another. All right. I'm going to I'm going to use an example which might be surprising given how much I used to shit all over it. But uh Voyager, <laughs> you just have to give a reason for why you can't do that. And it's not hard to come up with a reason. It could literally be anything. <laughs> you know, I it just popped in there. I would be uh, seeing a JJ reboot of Star Trek Voyager. I would be interested in watching that. I would watch the shit out of that. Actually, I would. Here's an idea Why that don't they're you never going to die do. in a fire because I would hate that. <laughs> here's I would an hate idea. that well, with a wait, wait, wait. furious hold on, hold passion. On. Here's here's an idea which goes back to the original Star Trek, but is different than the original Star Trek. But I would have loved if they had done it. I would love if they had done a series, an episodic series. On section 31. (laughs) That would have been fucking amazing if you had followed like one of the spies in section 31 and all the shit that they would have to do because their life is more complicated than your average Starfleet officer. So I would have found that series to be very interesting. But that seems like that Mm -hmm. would be more story driven than character driven. It doesn't have to be. It, you could focus, a lot of the story could be focused around, like the Americans, the type of person that would follow that career. Or why was that person chosen to be in section, cause section 31, I presume, oh, okay. selected people. Why was this person selected? Because the guess would be, we're in a perfect utopia. I need to find someone who's a little bit fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. They were selected. Uh, there was a checkbox on the Starfleet application and it's like, all right, do you want to be engineering, science, or spy? Ooh, spy. That sounds interesting. That, is that what other does? I used to That's have what a, it is. Do, do you like destabilizing governments? Shit, back yes. In, back it's in like, pre-Abrams, back in pre-Abrams Star Trek, I would have loved a Section 31 Star Trek Starfleet series. Special Forces. <laughs> That would be awesome. Of course, no, that wouldn't be awesome. That would be the most boring shit ever because they never use them. They're just sitting around drinking synth ale all the time saying, I really wish some fucking Borg would show up so I can do something. They sit around drinking synth ale going, hey, do you remember the Dominion? Boy, do you remember the Dominion? Dominion? (laughs) That that was some good shit. The fact that you believe they don't do much says they're doing their job perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They do more shit before... Well, I forgot how time is on Star Trek, but whatever early 0800. time is, they do more before 0800 than most people do all, you know, full rotation. Oh, shit. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be... Because you, you always remember how whenever the Enterprise and, and TNG would show up someplace, and it wasn't like one of like the big races, like Beta Zoid or Vulcans or whatever, all the other little planets were like, oh, the mighty Federation, you know, imposing their will. And... Picard was like, no, we're peaceful. Wouldn't it be 
awesome if the Federation was imposing their will and the rest of the fleet didn't know it. They just had these commandos <laughs> go and yes. oppress these fuckers. So that would, when, when the Enterprise shows up, they're like, you guys suck. Like, what the fuck have we done? All we've done is spread <laughs> peace and joy through the universe. Well, somebody poisoned so that the water supply asshole that and someone rigged the election and someone assassinated the prime minister. Well, they, have, it, they have introduced it, Section 31. Was kind of the plot of insurrection? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, someone I always assumed that the Section 31 grenades. must have had a hand in that one, but... <laughs> we didn't know about plasma grenades until you assholes yeah. showed up. <laughs> no, insurrection was insurrection was a Blackwater thing. The Federation outsourced their military to these assholes. Like, hey, we'll give you the Fountain of Youth. Just don't ask how we did it. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's Feder- Section 31 probably had a hand in it. But yeah. um, Oh, God. I, the concept of Section 31 is so awesome to me, which is why it pissed me off that Abrams actually kind of pissed all over it and into darkness. I was like, oh, why? Why did you even have to touch it? Why couldn't you have just left it alone? <laughs> well, I will say this. It has been introduced in the new movies. It was a major po- plot point in the second film. Bringing back Section 31 in the TV series in some form is a distinct possibility, I would say. Well, no, that's why, well, that's why I was saying it bothers me that it was brought up, but I suppose they could bring it up. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about the new one. I think I would have liked to have seen Section 31 in the old Star Trek because I liked Section 31 as being wildly different than the way the rest of the Federation was. I feel like Section 31 in the Abrams of Star Trek universe is not that different than the rest of the Federation. (laughs) The Abrams universe is like ours. It's just like... Like, they, they don't have this whole utopian peace thing going for them. They're just kind of like, You're eh, right. <laughs> whatever. There's a lot of kill fighting some and explosions and shit. So, yeah, section, 30, so section 31 in the Abrams universe is not as interesting. It's not a dark shadow to the light that is Federation. Well, it could be, depending on how they how they roll this thing. That's supposed that's <laughs> They just have to be really dark. They're like, they're just beheading people on fucking planets. It's like, hey, look, this is, uh, this is the only way that you'll notice that we're here. Is that Section 31 agent skull fucking a Klingon? Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Pretty that much. is agent, what he's doing. 30, or, uh, Section 31 ISIS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, I think it. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are done. <laughs> All right. Well, I know something the title isn't going to be. <laughs> Telling you right fucking now. Come on, you you know you want to work on that art. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Let me tell you, friends, about our beautiful website. It's at scifishow.net. And from there, you can have all of the fun of subscribing to our podcast. You've made it through a whole episode. Maybe this isn't your first. Maybe it'll be your last. Maybe it's table flip time. Fuck these assholes. I'm fucking done. I hope not. Our website is where all of the goodies reside. That's where we keep it all. You want to send us a message on Facebook? You want to get us on the Google Plus? You'd be the first asshole that ever did that. Actually, no, there was one. Kevin was first. I saw you, Kevin. Don't think I didn't. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. 
This is Brian. Live long and prosper. That was weak. <laughs> it was all weak. Do better. 